Welcome to the next episode of the Myo Matters podcast. My name is Steph and I will be your host for today. Today we talk all things women's health with Jessica from Her Body Myotherapy and Massage. Jess is a clinical myotherapist who specializes in women's health, specifically pregnancy and postpartum treatment. Jess graduated from the Southern School of Natural Therapies with her Bachelor of Health Science in Clinical Myotherapy in 2019. And after a rocky start to her career with the impacts of COVID, she was able to find her feet in private practice. During this time, she discovered her passion for women's health while simultaneously noticing the significant need for greater care and support to women during their pregnancy and postpartum periods. She now has her own female-focused clinic, offering treatment services targeted to the conditions and concerns that women experience throughout their pregnancy and postpartum journeys, along with concerns related to conditions such as endometriosis. Jess, welcome to Myo Matters. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No worries at all. We are excited to have you here today. So Jess, I know you have a passion for women's health and I'm sure many of our members out there would love to be involved in women's health. So can you tell us a little bit about where your passion started and how you got involved? Yeah, definitely. As you sort of mentioned, I started my clinical myotherapy career off at a really rocky start in COVID. So I think I actually got about four full treatment days in before we had to stop working altogether. Yeah. So it was a really interesting start to my therapy. But yeah, during the time that I was off, which was about eight months in total, I did quite a bit of PD work, having a look at some sort of journal articles and research and found myself looking into the women's health space quite a little bit. That was kind of left there when I went back into private practice. And when I came back, I had my first pregnancy patient and I was terrified. I was so nervous. I was so scared. I was so scared I was going to hurt her or the baby, which of course is ridiculous. But now um, it's ridiculous. Now now it's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, after that one session, I was absolutely hooked. I found it so interesting and fascinating and the relief that you're able to provide to pregnant women as well through our treatments was just, yeah, incredible. So after that, I ended up doing a lot more research and looking into women's health and pregnancy and postpartum. And I think from a women's health point of view as well, I I bring quite a personal experience to it, having experienced sort of gynecological issues too and sort of knowing how the pain and complications can affect function and and movement and things like that. So I know how much my therapy can benefit from those things too. And how much of a benefit it can give to just everyday life, whether you're pregnant or not as well. So health health in general, you know, I think people think about women's health as just being someone that's about to have a baby or has had a baby, but it can be so much more than that, can't it? Yep, definitely. I suppose before you had that preggy client or had you recognized any interest or passion in women's health before that, or was that kind of the light bulb moment moment that went off for you? So women's health related, yes. Again, from my own personal experience with quite a large abdominal surgery. And so from that point of view, yes, but from a pregnancy and postpartum, it was really sort of my first introduction to it. And that is really what set me off on this path, I think. That sort of period, I think you said it was about eight months off in COVID in Victoria. You know, you go throughout your studies and you think, you know, I'm so excited to get out, to get out there and start treating and start helping people. And then all of a sudden 
the door just gets shut on you and you've got all of this time to reflect. So it's credit to you, I suppose, to be able to find what your passion is throughout that time and use that time wisely. And as you said, research and put in the hard work then, because I think a lot of people at that stage in their career as well would have possibly, you know, completely given that career up because it was too hard basket. So well done on on sticking with it and, and finding your true passion. And, and that would that would be why you are where you are today, which is amazing. Oh, absolutely. And I, I totally understand sort of that fear. And, you know, it, it was really scary during that time, not knowing if, you know, Maya was going to come back and what our future was in that career too. So yeah, I, I absolutely get that. And I think finding that passion and finding that niche of something that you're really interested in within the myotherapy world is, yeah, really liberating, I think. It's, it's hard enough as a new grad as well, trying mm-hmm. to find your feet, leaving your studies and then all of a sudden being out on your own and trying to navigate all of that, let alone adding COVID into the mix as well. So, yeah, fear, I suppose, is a, a word that you've used already and it's exactly mm-hmm. that, just heightening that fear, I suppose, throughout that time. but. Definitely. Did it and you are where you are now, which is amazing. <laughs> so Jess, next question, in terms of education options, so I suppose this is an area where us as therapists, we can never know enough about pelvic health, women's health. The research is always changing as well, which is really, really exciting in this space. So I suppose in regards to education options for other myos that are wanting to head into this space but aren't exactly sure what they need to do or how they can get themselves there, what sort of education options did you take and what would you recommend to other therapists? Yeah, definitely. So I think the first thing to note is that a lot of courses and a lot of pathways look into qualifying further into women's health is not catered well to my therapists. And I'm hoping that, yeah, with more awareness and more advocacy that can change and we can have a lot more access to it. So I actually started with Pregnancy Massage Australia's course. So I did their Certificate of Pregnancy Massage and that was a fantastic introduction to the pregnancy treatment realm. It really sort of teaches you what conditions that you can treat during pregnancy, positioning techniques, contraindications, questions to ask. It's sort of all of those basic beginner sort of things that you really need to know when you're treating a pregnant woman. So yeah, I really, really highly recommend their course as a really good starting point. Did you find, obviously coming out of a a Bachelor of Health Science and clinical myotherapy, did you still find your knowledge base was so far below what Pregnancy Massage Australia could offer in terms of it being specialised for pregnancy? Look, I think with the bachelor that we did, I think there's one elective that you can do. I think it's lifespan that you can do. I actually didn't do that one. So this was actually my first introduction again to the lifespan of pregnancy and treatment techniques and conditions. So I actually thought it was really helpful. I found that they covered the topics of certain conditions, things for us to look out for, including, you know, signs and symptoms of preeclampsia and things like that. So I found that really, really helpful, again, just as an, an introductory point. Yeah, beautiful. And I suppose pregnancy, not necessarily postpartum, but I definitely know pregnancy, 
throughout times where I've had other therapists ask me questions or I've been teaching and delivering something where the question always comes back, what do we do throughout pregnancy? Because people are scared. Therapists are just scared to treat anyone that's pregnant. And so they just kind of put them in the contraindication basket and think I'm just going to leave them there because I'm too scared because I think I might hurt the baby and then everything's going to be my fault. And I love hearing stories about people like yourself that take it in their stride and think we need to educate other people to realise how helpful we can be to someone who is pregnant and throughout that whole journey, which is is just such a positive outcome for so many of us. And for, you know, I've worked in women's health myself as well, and I do know that it is such a rewarding you know you see someone throughout their pregnancy and then you know you might not see them for a small period of time and then all of a sudden again they come back and they've got a little baby and it's you feel you you almost feel like you're a godparent or something it's it's such a beautiful process so yes super super rewarding I suppose to a little bit about how you believe my therapy can help women throughout the pregnancy and postpartum, but also throw a little bit of pelvic health in there as well, because obviously that's something that you've been through with personal experience. So I suppose any type of common presentations that you see or or a little bit about how a day in the life might look like for you as well with some of the clients that you're treating at the moment. Oh my gosh, my therapy can help in so many different ways. We could be here all day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk about it all day. Um, (laughs) But yeah, pretty much from that sort of preconception to pregnancy to postpartum and even following on from that as well, leading into consecutive pregnancies too, my therapy can really help. I think majority in that pain management sense, obviously. So with sort of our hands-on treatment techniques alongside the rehabilitation exercise programs that we can provide too, I find that, yeah, that's sort of the best way that we can help with that. In terms of presentations, postural-related upper body pain, neck, shoulder, back, Mm -hmm. um, lower back and hip pain, I think the most common that I see, and I will see at least a few each day, is the pelvic girdle pain. So anywhere from that pubic you know, related pain to that SIJ, that pelvic instability sort of related pain, I'd find that that's the most common that I treat and that can present in a whole range of ways and affects women in so many different ways. And then also, you know, further along into the pregnancy as well, we start to look at that lateral hip pain and that bursitis just from, you know, as baby gets heavier and there's more weight on those hips as, you know, mum's trying to sleep at night. And unfortunately, there's really only two ways that you can sleep towards the end of pregnancy is either on your left or your right and (laughs) they both went in very quickly that's for sure (laughs) definitely and it just becomes so uncomfortable for these poor ladies so like I said a combination of those hands-on treatment techniques strengthening movement just trying to keep them moving and keep their function is yeah the most important part of that yeah and I think again too going back to some experience that I've had in women's health I know a lot of preggy mamas think oh I'm doing okay I don't need any treatment I'm feeling fine or you know something they might start to feel any type of symptom around 20 weeks but think oh it might might not get any better I'm not going to do anything about it but you know a huge education point for us is educating our 
pregnant mamas in particular, that we can put a lid on this now so that it doesn't get any worse throughout the remainder of your pregnancy because obviously their body goes through so many drastic changes throughout all the different stages in pregnancy that if we can contain symptoms at an early stage, it's going to set them up in a more stronger physical state, which will lead to a stronger emotional mental state for the majority of their pregnancy. And so, you know, educating your clients at that early stage, you know, we love seeing pregnant mamas come into us in that first and second trimester in those early stages and working through more of a maintenance program with us rather than leaving it to the third trimester when they feel broken and then being like, what can you do for me? So I suppose where I'm leading with this, Jess, is do do you more so in the preconception as well, when you mentioned conception earlier, do you have many clients coming to you seeking treatment because they are trying to conceive or is it more something that clients present to you for something and then throughout your assessment you find that they are wanting to go through that stage in your life so then you educate them on how you can help them? It's usually not in preparation of first baby. It's usually in preparation of second, third, fourth babies where they've been through it before. They've so, had the symptoms, they've had the pain, and they don't want to do that again. Yeah, they, yeah. they want to try and throw everything at it and really prepare their bodies, especially if pregnancies are a little bit closer together than maybe planned, and just trying to make sure that they're on top of that pain and to prevent it from getting any worse. And, you know, they want to keep their body nice and strong and keep everything moving as, as much as they possibly can. So, yeah, maybe not in first pregnancies. Maybe because I don't know, yeah. um, but definitely for consecutive pregnancies, they come back and they're like, right, let's do everything I possibly can to prevent. That is not happening again. Exactly. We are not going there yet. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's super exciting. So just a little bit of a snapshot as well, I suppose, for our members or anyone listening, what sort of clients are you working with at the moment? So what, yeah, what I know you, you sort of mentioned pelvic girdle pain, bursitis. Do you have any examples, I suppose, of maybe one that's a little bit complex for you or maybe one that where their symptoms are changing quite frequently at the moment? Yeah, Look, one that really has come to mind is a lady that I was seeing quite recently. Again, speaking about that consecutive pregnancies. So her second baby, she fell pregnant a few weeks postpartum after her first baby. And she had quite some- You can see my face right now, but everyone listening, you would not be able to see my face, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> so poor darling. Yeah, she obviously had her babies quite close together. And in her first pregnancy, she had quite severe pelvic girdle pain. And that started pretty much from day dot in her second pregnancy because her body just didn't have the ability to recover yet. It was, yeah, we hadn't reached that, that stage of healing yet. So it was- pelvic girdle pain protocols on steroids, basically. A lot of it was really just trying to keep her as pain-free as possible to really sort of modify her movements, which can be really tricky when you're lifting, you know, a six-month-old baby as well and you can't just say, hey, don't lift this and hey, don't do this because she still needs to care for her baby. She also had, I think, like five flights of stairs up to her apartment as well. So poor thing was, you know, up and down quite often. So, yeah, a lot of it was pain relief alongside um, some support garments, the tubi grips, SIJ belts, and then a lot of home management. So the exercises, the spiky balls and the the 
you know, release that she can try and get herself at home. So that one was quite tricky because although we couldn't completely take away her pain, there, there wasn't something we could do to completely resolve it, but increasing her sleep and increasing her movement and making sure that she's able to carry and lift her baby in a really safe and effective way became sort of the main focuses for treatment. Yeah, no, that's a really good example. Thanks for sharing that because that's also not really, I mean, you'd have examples like that quite frequently with consecutive pregnancies, but not within that time frame. And so it had kind of become a matter of you need to, like it would just be week by week with that because one, her body's trying to recover at the same time, but it's also going through those drastic changes again because of a, a subsequent pregnancy. So that would be a yeah, really, really interesting time for everyone involved. And I'm sure a great learning experience for you as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So just as we finish up today, if I'm a practitioner who is new to working in women's health, what would be your your don't miss this advice or any sort of advice that you can hand out to anyone that's new in this space? Yeah, when it comes to women's health and working with and postpartum women, I think above all, above our physical skills, above our treatment techniques, I think support is the number one thing, making sure you're you're listening and you can provide guidance where you can. You know, you're going to be seeing some of these ladies really frequently. You're going to be sort of a pillar for them throughout their whole pregnancy and even their postpartum period as well. So they're in a really vulnerable space. They, you know, they can come in, you say, hey, how are you going today? And they say, I feel awful. I feel terrible today. I haven't slept. I'm in so much pain. And it's really, it's such an emotional time for them because their bodies are changing. They are uncomfortable, you know. They might be changing. (laughs) You know, they might come in and say that they've had a not very nice result on their skin come through or that maybe they don't have the right support at home. And so they're, they're coming into such a vulnerable space with you. I think that listening and being a guide and providing reassurance as well. A lot of ladies are really anxious to receive treatment during pregnancy, especially if maybe they've had a loss before. So being really understanding of those really sensitive topics, I think, becomes really, really important. Yeah, just providing reassurance, guidance, support, and just being there for them at that stage. Yeah. yeah, they're all really, really lovely points to make because obviously everyone's got their own journey and everyone's got history and and stories to tell and particularly in this space it can be you know if we ask a certain question in the wrong way it can trigger them and then you're dealing with a whole nother set of you know emotions that you might not have preempted so I suppose yeah being that huge emotional support and you know there there are times where you might end up seeing your client, but you know they might feel too unwell to lie lie down on the table, and so you end up sitting up and just chatting to them the whole time because they still find benefit from that, and you can help them in other ways other than just the manual treatment on the table. And as you said, like the ebbs and flows of different stages of their pregnancy, you do become, or we as myos, we become their support network, and particularly in those later stages too. Your pregnant mamas will tend to come to you weekly regularity and until they have their barb. And so they they rely on us so heavily. And so I suppose, yeah, for us understanding the emotional 
support that we need to be able to provide to them is extremely important. So that's a great tip for anyone heading into that space that we not only need to be equipped to be able to deal with the emotions that we get given as well, which can be very different to just dealing with normal clientele um, when you are talking about preconception, someone's pregnancy journey and and possible loss that can come with that as well because it can be a lot for us to digest too. It really can. Yeah. 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 Well, Jess, I want to thank you so much for speaking with us and sharing your beautiful story around my therapy for our preggy and postpartum mamas. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we we look forward to watching your practice grow and your business grow throughout the next few years. Um, so Jess is based down in Melbourne. Yeah, I'm in Melbourne. So I will be operating out of a brand new clinic very, very soon in Glen Iris. Sparking, yeah. amazing. So her body, my therapy and massage for anyone that does want to to stalk Jess a little bit further so thank you so much for joining us Jess today remember to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast if you enjoyed today follow us on social media for upcoming professional development and events coming to your area thanks for joining us today and stay tuned for our next podcast at Myo Matters